Hey, it's Jamie Moore here. You're welcome to Now That's What I Call Sport on Dublin's 98FM with you every Sunday morning between 9am and 10am and also every Sunday evening between 11pm and midnight. And anything at all that you missed from the show or you want to listen back to or send to a friend to listen to, it's in the podcast section of 98FM.com or our 98FM app or wherever you happen to get your podcasts and it's all free. Now, I'm very happy to welcome a very interesting man to 98FM for the first time. His name is Conor Nestor, and Conor Nestor worked for Limerick Football Club in the League of Ireland and also full-time for the FAI as a development officer. But he's now working and coaching and managing in football very far afield. Conor, welcome to the show for the first time. How are you? Tell us exactly where you are and what you're doing, please, sir. Jamie, I'm very well, thank you. And yes, as you alluded to, I'm in Phnom Penh, which is the capital city in Cambodia, uh, where I currently coach a fully professional team in the Metphone League, which is the premier division here in Cambodia. We play our home games in Swairin, which is a provincial town close to the Vietnamese border, as you go from Phnom Penh to Ho Chi Minh. Uh, It's been an interesting ride so far. This is... 10 games into my second season here now and thankfully we are top of the table at the moment but it certainly has been a, a kind of a roller coaster to, to get to this point. So Connor, very simply myself and I know all the listeners are wondering how does an Irish football coach end up working and managing in Cambodia? It all happened by accident. I was living in Melbourne where I'd just been offered a, a full-time role with an academy. I had to leave Melbourne to get sponsored to do that role and a friend of mine had lived in Phnom Penh for about six months, said it was a good place to live, you could live cheaply, and he met lots of interesting people here. So within a day of kind of LinkedIn messages, I I found that I had a job coaching kids in international schools. Then when I got here, the boss of my day job was connected to the professional game, and he got me a job in the evenings coaching a semi-pro team. Within kind of two months, that semi-pro team got a a big result or two. And then in January 2018, I found myself um, being offered a job of a top four club here called Pre-Canreach Swyrean. And I accepted, and here I am. Yes, Connor, here you are indeed. So we'll talk about the football in a moment, but just give us an overview of life there. I went on holidays there myself a couple of years ago, and I'm the fussiest eater in the world, and the food and me just didn't agree with each other. I thought the weather was unbelievable, and... You know, there's, I think, a street there called Pub Street where there's lots of pubs and clubs and place for tourists. But I'm not sure I'd actually like to live there, you know, for a prolonged period of time. So what's all that like and, and the crazy traffic and all that sort of stuff as well? Yeah, I can confirm it's very different to West Limerick, Jamie, that's for sure. It's more or less your stereotypical Southeast Asian city. Traffic is crazy, it's noisy, the rivers are polluted. And that's what really grabs you when you first move here but when you settle down it's a really livable city the weather's good and you know I'm lucky here in that like for not a lot of money I get to live in an apartment that has a a pool on the 14th floor so uh, when you're off you can relax at the pool and and, you know sip on your your ice latte so I I couldn't do that when I was working for Limerick FC Um, so it is, the living conditions are good. Uh, the food, you can get any type of food you want, but the local cuisine is really good. Uh, it takes maybe a little bit of an adjustment period for a Western stomach, shall we say. Uh, but yeah, once you get settled down, it's a great place to live. 
pastime wise you can do pretty much anything you can do in Ireland um, but you have that benefit of, of nice weather the expat community then is very close and, and you you meet some really, really interesting people, particularly a lot of the people that are working for the charities that are on the ground here. Do you know what, Connor? That's one thing I didn't actually consider at all was, you know, the expats and, and people who are working there, whether that be in the hospitality industry or the business community and stuff like that. So that's something very interesting and, and, and different type of people that you meet. You're not just, you know, meeting different tourists and that sort of stuff as, as well as locals. So uh, that sounds really good. Tell us about the football, Connor, and the level. I've never seen a match in Cambodia. I doubt any of our listeners ever have. So what's the level of football like and the players you're working with and the league you're working in? The level is much, much higher than I thought it would be. Uh, you know, Cambodia are ranked 172. Their national team are 172 in the FIFA rankings. So that's a good, I think, 140 places below Ireland, you know. So it's a gamble when you decide with your career to stay in a, in a country that's ranked so low. But... The technical ability of the players is phenomenal. It's higher than, than anything I would have worked with in the past. That, you know, they call it monkey here. We call it boxes back home where, where you're, you're playing piggy in the middle, uh, essentially. And I'm telling you if, you, if you're the piggy in the middle here, you're just not getting the ball back. The technical quality of the players is, is phenomenally high. Uh, why are they ranked so low in the world? It, you know, professionalism is new here and you've got to change mindsets and behaviours and attitudes Physically, the players are underdeveloped and it will take time to change that. And yeah, tactically, you know, I, I've had to do a lot of work tactically since I've been here. But the main thing is the players are open to it and, and they want to learn and they want to get better. And the national team have just beaten Pakistan uh, to qualify for the, the World Cup qualifiers. So I think the level is going to increase here. You can sign five foreign players. One of those foreign players has to have an Asian passport. And you can play four foreign players on the pitch at any one time. So, uh, you know, right now we've we've got an English midfielder that was in the Newcastle Academy up until under-18s. We've an American that played in the USL League in America. He's centre-back for us. We've a Korean striker, a Cameroon kind of striker also. And a Japanese midfielder. Um, all of whom, you know, the, the foreign players, I think, would be able to mix it in the League of Ireland. Um, and they come out here to a country like Cambodia because if they do well and they get a move to Malaysia or Thailand like that, it, it can be a very lucrative offer that you get. Uh, so the standard is it's good. Um, there's, there's certainly grey areas that need to be improved. But technically, you come and sit down and watch football here, you'll enjoy it, it'll be entertaining. Now, Connor, I'm always interested in different facilities, and the one thing in the part of the world you're in is the massive rain monsoons they get, and pitches literally underwater at times. So how has it been dealing with that? Also, the hot weather, the pitches, the stadiums, the facilities, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the facilities is an interesting one, Jamie. There's some clubs here who where the, the pitches and the stadiums will be better than League of Ireland clubs. Um, but for the majority of clubs, you know, they may not even have floodlights. The pitches can be extremely poor. Uh, the refereeing uh, can also uh, be on par with the, with the pitches. Uh, our training ground is good, it's decent, uh, our, our, our playing field is good, the stadium can hold about 5,000 people, we get probably on average somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 at most of our games, if it's a big game maybe a little bit more, uh, you know the national team can, can draw in about 50,000 if it's a big game, so football is popular here and, uh, and I think in many ways maybe comparable with, with Ireland in that, you know, the 
the national team is everything and the national team is, is what everybody wants to go to and support and get behind and the National League probably needs you know, a better infrastructure and it probably needs a little bit more investment but it's improving all the time and it's certainly professional you know uh, clubs have training grounds they have academies they have their own stadiums um and yeah it's 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 going in the right direction yeah i'm sure very very different and interesting to coach and manage and in the different types of weather they have over there you're on the that's what i call sport on 98 fm it's jamie moore here on sunday with a man called connor nestor who's currently managing in the cambodian professional league he's from limerick uh, worked for limerick football club in the league of ireland and also worked for the fai as a development officer connor our last couple of questions the coaching experience and the football experience that gives you you know lots of irish coaches work in america for example or australia but this is totally different and i know you did all your coach education with the fai and that played a major part in your development as a manager but what about the experience of managing somewhere like you are now and how that has shaped you as a head coach? Well, Jamie, as you know, I got most of my coach education in Ireland and, and we actually would have sat the UFA A licence together and I, I felt I was very lucky with a lot of the tutors and mentors I had over my time with the FAI. You know, the FAI gets a lot of criticism and, and certainly a lot of the time it's, it's warranted, but I do feel like some of the tutors and the coach education program do a lot of really good work and and I kind of was lucky that I had 16 17 years experience before I came here having said that like there's there's no experience like actually doing the job you know a UFA license didn't prepare me really for last season we we had a riot in the middle of the season and uh, I ended up having five or six players banned for almost half the year so you know that doesn't come up on the UFA license like but when it happens you got to deal with it and what does it do? It it improves you as a coach. Uh, it improves you as somebody that has to manage people for for your living. And you you know you, education and doing courses is really important. But there's nothing like actually doing the job. So I would say to people that have the right qualifications and you know have a suitable amount of of experience, just you know take the leap, go for it, and you you'll you'll win or you learn and. Certainly last year, I learned a lot. And uh, this year, luckily, we're, we're winning a lot. Yes, Connor. Well, winning a lot as a football manager, no matter where you are in the world, is the key to success. Lastly, homesickness. And it's something I'm always interested in. On last week's show, we spoke to three Irish footballers playing in America. And we've, we speak to lads playing in England quite often. And of course, in England, it's only a, you know, a 45-minute flight back across the water for you to come home or for family and friends to visit you. But you mentioned earlier on you've not been home in a couple of years and, and I'm not sure how often your family have maybe been out to visit you and it is a very different culture and the time difference as well I'm sure it makes it difficult to to have proper conversations with friends and family back home whether that be on FaceTime or whatever. So how has the homesickness been and will we see you back in Ireland anytime soon? Yeah, Jamie, look, I left home in April 2017. Haven't been back since, so for sure I miss it. Like any good Irishman, I miss my mammy, you know, and uh, a good pint of Guinness and I miss the crack and the camaraderie that you can really only have uh, with Irish people, you know. Um, so the plan is to go home in November when the season's over and do a lot of catching up and, and drink lots of Guinness also. So it's funny that you ask about people visiting right now. Uh, one of my best friends from home who I grew up playing football with since the age of four is here with his wife and his daughter. and They're going to come and watch the team play on Saturday. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
and uh, yeah can't wait to get home in November but in the meantime Jamie the invitation is always there for you my friend if you want to come and uh, help me with a bit of coaching out here in Cambodia practice your Khmer and uh, get on the plane anytime you want my friend yeah great stuff there from Connor Nestor managing in Cambodia thanks very much Connor for uh, having a chat and anyone who missed that interview it is in the podcast section 98fm.com right now 98fm's now that's what I call sport. Get the full show every Sunday morning from 9, only on 98FM.